Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org. Welcome to our Father's House candlelight service. I love singing uh, Christmas carols this time of year. It's it's pretty incredible when you think about um, much of the world. A lot of people don't even know who Jesus is, are singing about him in this season. And uh, what a cool thing it is that we, we have worship songs about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that are playing in all the malls around America. Uh, all the different stores. It's, it's such a cool thing. And so, you know, when, when we sing carols, we don't necessarily just take it lightly. Is it just like, hey, you know, these are nice songs that we sing. These are like, these are worship songs to our King. And so what an honor it is to, to spend this time together. And um, so thank you for joining us again tonight and uh, maybe throughout this weekend, uh, you're going to get an opportunity to see this. We just wanted to bless you guys. Um, it's kind of our last opportunity before the end of the year. And uh, just a quick reminder, uh, just a really quick message about the goodness of God. And it's just a reminder to us that we serve a God that is the God of the impossible. I know we, we say that and, you know, we know the scriptures, uh, but sometimes we forget. Sometimes, you know, we go through life, we're scrambling, trying to figure out life trying to figure out different issues and problems that may come up. And and um, and it's this weird thing where we know we serve the God of impossible, but we automatically go to, okay, we're trying to figure out life on our own. We're trying to figure out this problem. Not to say that we, we shouldn't use the gifts God has given us. God's given us all talents. He's given us a head and our shoulders to try to figure things out. But... If that's our go-to without inviting the Lord into that process and into our circumstance, we're forgetting what an amazing God we serve and, and what He does in our lives. I mean, for example, you know, we could be going through our financial difficulties in our lives. Uh, maybe you have a little downturn in your income. And how many know that regardless of what we're making, our bills usually stay the same or they continue to grow. So we, so we still have to pay those bills. And so we... we uh, we're trying to figure out how we're going to pay those bills with a limited amount of money and um, or maybe even just relationships that we go through um, we all have different things we're dealing with some of them some relationships we have are, are, are broken sometimes we've been hurt by people sometimes we've actually hurt people ourselves we know those relationships should be there and they should be restored but we have no idea how to go about doing it sometimes those relationships feel like an impossible situation or even just the mundane things in life these are all things that we we can think about and process throughout the day and oftentimes we don't even invite the lord into those things like how do we navigate an ice storm we even ask the lord about that or even like you're trying to avoid traffic. God, is there another way we can go? Or trying to find a parking spot in that mall. Do we even pray? Maybe we just throw out a little signature. Oh, God, help us. Or do we actually really invite him? Just a really quick story about when I was going to Portland State um, about 30 years ago. 
kind of dates me a little bit. I, uh, I went to night school uh, for some of my classes. I've never been uh, to, the, to the university in downtown Portland uh, at night before. So I didn't know how busy it was. I actually thought it wasn't going to be all that busy. So I show up, you know, 20, 30 minutes before class started because I just want to make sure they're on time. And I am going street after street after street trying to find parking. And you know how hard it is to find parking in downtown Portland. And I didn't realize how bad it was on uh, Tuesdays and Thursday nights at Portland State. So here I am. I'm about, the class is about ready to start. And I'm like, no, no luck finding a spot. And then finally I'm like, God, I need help. And you know what happens? I turn the corner and a spot is right there. Like, thank you, Jesus. And so I was only uh, late to the class for a couple minutes. But lo and behold, the very next week, you know what happened? I was late getting downtown again, but I learned my lesson that first time. And so I prayed and I invited the Lord. God showed me where to turn and he showed me and I got a spot right away. In fact, the rest of that turn, even though like there was parking, uh, like it was completely full, he always gave me a spot and right away. And actually most of the time it was right in the spot that he showed me that first time. So uh, just to encourage me, encouragement, uh, encouragement to you guys that, you know, even the mundane things in life, we sometimes forget to invite the Lord into those situations and we forget that he is the God of the impossible. And so regardless of the situation we're going in, we serve. We always have to remind ourselves, we serve a God who's in the miracle-making business. Here's a couple scriptures to, to encourage us all tonight. It's Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What an awesome promise that is from the Lord to us. Now, Romans 8.28, one, uh, one of those famous scriptures that it's probably one of uh, the ones that's everyone's favorite because it's uh, one of those awesome promises. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And then the final scripture that we're going to read is Luke 1.37. And how apropos tonight, this comes from when the angel was talking to Mary about um, Jesus coming. And he said these words, For with God, nothing will be impossible. You see, all throughout the history in the Bible, God has come to his children and has come to their side and has made the impossible possible. We see even with Abraham and Sarah, they were way too old to conceive and yet God made a way. And then we see Moses and the children of Israel, they're being chased by the Egyptians. They were trapped, there was no place to go and yet God made a way. We see Elijah on Mount Carmel when the fire of God came and it consumed that sacrifice. Not only did it consume the sacrifice, it consumed, impossibly, all the water that was on that, that altar. And then we see Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, all of them faced impending doom, and yet God saved them. And then we, you know, we, we see it in the New Testament, all the really cool stories through Acts. We see Philip, who was translated to a completely different place. Uh, we see Peter, who was chained inside uh, uh, um, inside the jail. He was chained to someone else, and yet an angel shows up, and they basically walked through everyone and got outside. What a miraculous story. We see 
signs and wonders and healings and, and people raised from the dead. And these are all the things that are done in the Bible, but also in our own lives. We've seen incredible things as well. But what happens is one of the enemy's biggest strategies is to get us to forget or to downplay what the Lord did. And so testimony is such a powerful thing for us, not only just to remember, but then to recount as well. But when we forget, when we don't keep those things fresh on our minds, um, we forget what the Lord has done with the testimonies that he's already done. And so we forget to include him in our next testimony that's supposed to happen. And so it's, it's important for us to always be in inviting him into our situations. Another thing that can happen too is we can sometimes um, fight from entering a spirit of disappointment. Now, this disappointment can come from a lot of different things. We all go through difficult times in life. Sometimes we don't understand why, um, but we know we do. And we do, we do know that the Lord uses those times. He doesn't necessarily cause those things, but he's, there's lessons to be learned in those times. But still, difficult times are hard to go through when we don't really understand what's going on. Or even if we have words of our life, when we know we're supposed to be accomplishing something and those things aren't happening, that could sometimes be the spirit of disappointment that sets in. It's important for us to, to face that head on and say, no, I'm not going to fall under that trap of disappointment. Because when we do do that, do do, sorry, um, doubt sets in. And when doubt sets in, we then begin to lose faith. And when we lose faith, we forget to invite the Holy Spirit into our process. So lastly, I just wanted to touch on this one point. And again, it's surrounded about around Christmas time. And there was a time, and there was three prophetic words that seemed to contradict themselves. And that was surrounding Jesus and his birth and the early years of his life. And yet all three of those prophetic words that were released were solved or were answered in one chapter of the Bible. What an incredible story it is. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going to look at Matthew 2. The first scripture is found in 4 verses 6. This is Herod called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people of Israel. And this is from Micah 2. This is a prophetic word saying that the Messiah was to come from Bethlehem. The next prophetic word we see in Matthew 2 is found in verses 13 through 15. It says, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up. Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother. And they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet, I called my son out of Egypt. That, this prophetic word was found in Hosea 11. And again, the Messiah was supposed to come from Egypt. Well, the first prophetic word said Bethlehem. This one said Egypt. But wait, it gets better. 
In Matthew 2, verses 21 through 23, this is the third prophetic word about Jesus. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son, Archelaus, he was afraid to go there. Then, after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said, he would be called a Nazarene. Man, what a what a cool scripture, but what also what a cool thing is he's supposed to come from Bethlehem Bethlehem, he's supposed to come from Egypt, and he's supposed to come from Nazareth. So which one is it? Well, it's all of them. And so sometimes we have our situations we're in, and sometimes we have those words over our lives. It just feels like it's absolutely impossible. We can't wrap our minds around how God can work this situation out. But it's cool to remind ourselves, even of this story, even of those prophetic words over Jesus that didn't seem like they could all come true, and yet they all came true in one chapter. And tonight, I just wanted to remind you that God has you in his hands. He loves you. He's passionate for you. He's working for you. And it's important that we maintain a posture of faith and hope and invite him into our situations. Even as mundane as our situation is, that we think, well, God probably doesn't really care about that. Invite him into it. I can tell you story after story of how the Lord has helped me, even in my personal life, in all, just everything. Big things to the small things. And also just remind ourselves of what an incredible year, what an incredible three years we've just gone through as a house. We've had all these words over... Um, our church about what God was going to do and what he was going to fulfill and and uh, a lot of times it seemed like are those words ever going to come true and uh, and sometimes it felt like I don't know and yet here we are three years later we were originally at Portland State University we were in a comfortable place we got kicked out of there and we went on a little journey sometimes we were meeting outside downtown Portland sometimes we were meeting in our backyard. There was a season that some other people opened up their church to us and then we started meeting in a, a coffee manufacturing plant. And then shortly after that, a temporary home was opened up to us into a, a rundown um, abandoned restaurant for the lot for like 15 uh, months. And then when it was time to leave there, God opened up where we're at right now. It was our permanent home. And he made a way where there was no way in such a short amount of time because it was his right timing um, and it was so much better than we could have even imagined. And I want to encourage you today that in God's timing, he has you and he will fulfill all those words over your life because we serve a God of the impossible. So Lord, we thank you for, Lord, for what you've done in our lives individually but also as a church. Father, we thank you for what you've done at Father's House, where you've taken us over these last few years. What an honor it's been to partner with you and to position ourselves to receive the fulfillment and the answer for those impossible things. And so again, tonight, Lord, we just pray that you would remind us of your goodness. Lord, I pray that our faith would be kindled once more to believe in our God, who has us in his hands, who loves us, and is working on our behalf. 
So Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We love you. We were reminded today of, Lord, the miracle that was your birth and the miracle that you are continuing to fulfill in our lives. Thank you. Amen. Hey, everyone. Um, that was awesome, man. I love that. God is a God of miraculous, and this is such an amazing season to just remember that and to step into that. I just want to encourage you, um, just prophetically, that God wants to birth miraculous things through you. Mm. That He wants to not only give you a fresh measure of faith, but He wants to birth something through you. If you would surrender to Him in, in trust, and you know, yeah, it could be during situations like Ty talked about, but I just feel prophetically for our house, and just speaking over Father's house right now, there's dreams and hopes and things that God's placed in you before you were born. He knew you, and He placed those in you, and He wants to birth something through you this year and so just um, yield to him yield to the process that he has you in ask him who does he want to be for you in this season that he couldn't be for you in any other season ask him how he wants you to partner with him to birth those things that are in your heart to do in this next year and so I just want to encourage you with that I want to bless you with that in Jesus name and yeah that's all I have. So good. Yes. All right. Well, we love you guys. We love you. Merry Christmas. Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org.